goodness gracious alive. Where else would you rather be than in Mequod, Wisconsin tonight? Wow. Where else would you rather be than at Winterfield tonight? No, no, playoffs. Where else would you rather be, Mr. Simo? Come on, young man. Milk Jug Magic. That's it. Where else would you rather be? Wow. Wow. Mother the 10th inning. Where else would you rather be? Goodness gracious alive. Welcome to the Where Else Would You Rather Be podcast. Hosted by Connor Jelly and Brett Loftus. Welcome back. Final episode of this week, episode number nine of the World's Would You Rather Be podcast. I'm Brett Loftus with my incredible co-host, Albert Putin. It's uh, it's Counter Jelly. Counter Jelly. I wish Albert was on this podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Albert's too busy playing baseball right now and chasing 700. Did you see where he broke up that no-hitter the other night? Yes, dude. What a great piece Pretty of neat, hitting. Huh? What a great piece of hitting. I, I definitely thought that was, that was very neat. All right, guys. I know we had one run long last night or yesterday, I should say, uh, hour and seven minutes. Again, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that one, it's pretty much a tell two different podcast. Uh, we put that in the description if you want to listen to the first 30 minutes, kind of what's in there in the last 30 minutes. last 30 minutes is just Connor and I basically talking about the state of baseball and really how bad it, it is, uh, to be quite frank. So if you'd like to go and listen to that and hear, hear some of our thoughts, by, by all means, please, please go back and listen to episode eight. But again, I know it was a longer one. Our goal is to keep them around 30 to 40 minutes. We don't always succeed at that, but we're going to try yeah. to do that. Yeah, we just kind of went down a few rabbit holes. We Not a few. We, we, we <laughs> a dug lot. out a new rabbit hole last night. <laughs> we, we dug, dug out a hole own. that every rabbit in the entire universe could have went in. We, so. we made a rabbit city. Yeah. No, we made a rabbit. We made a rabbit country. That's what yeah, we did. Yeah, baby. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> One with Founders. <laughs> All right. First tonight, we're going to have our goodness, as always, goodness gracious alive story of the show. So this isn't necessarily for me going to be a personal story tonight. Um, but Connor has a story for me that I've yet to hear. Yeah, and he wants my way. he wants my raw reaction as well as he wants you guys' raw reaction, which is what you get when you listen. So let's go, Connor. What's your story? So this is from Sunday's practice. All right. So, so I, for those who don't know, I coach a 14 year, 14 U travel team for Canes, Indiana. Okay. Uh, We practice Sunday and Thursday. Thursdays are hitting Sunday is fielding. So this past Sunday, okay. I'm having my guys or my kids, whatever you want to call them. They're about to be in high school guys. I'm having players. players. We'll just call it. Yeah. So I'm having them go through fielding drills and, and I used a ladder for some of these drills this past Sunday. Um, so like a training ladder. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, their, their feet have to get faster. They got to get quicker. They got to understand them a little bit more. Um, so I was having them go through, I, I took them through two drills. One was more simplistic. It was, you know, just two feet out, two feet in. Right. And then I said, this one's a little more sophisticated. Okay. And uh, not even thinking that it actually was because I go, you guys know hopscotch, right? And they go, no. I'm like, what? You guys Excuse don't me. know. Ho- they don't know hopscotch. Excuse I'm me. like, you guys don't know hopscotch. You. So what yeah. is this like 12 to 13 year olds? No, it's 13, 14 year olds. Oh, wow. Dude, I, I, I can't tell you how old I felt when you I were heard this. I, I was like, are you kidding me? You guys don't know what hopscotch is? And they go, no, what's hopscotch? And I'm like, 
Dude, have you guys never just taken chalk to a sidewalk, drawn a few squares? No, and did- we didn't even have that. We had it like actually designed out when I was in elementary school. Yeah, dude. I I don't know where it went. Where'd hopscotch go? Dude, you should have seen them try to do this. It was like watching someone try to train a dog how to eat out of a bowl, and the dog just kept eating from the side of the bowl, never actually getting the food. Like these kids were, I just pictured that. I pictured it. That's interesting. Yeah. So like I I show them and they all look at me as if it was a new dance move from TikTok (laughs) or something like that, man. And I'm having them go through this and it's taking each of them about three or four times to go through it before they actually figure it out. They never, like a few of them never even figured it out. And I'm, I'm like to help some of them, I was doing it backwards. You know, I've been doing it for so long. Obviously, we've all we all know what hopscotch is. Yeah, I would hope so. Okay, I hope so. And I get back, I, I, I'm flabbergasted. I just don't understand how. Yeah. Where was the line drawn? Where's the disconnect? Where, where did it go wrong? Where is hopscotch? Where did it stop? And like, because I'm pretty sure it's these it, iPad kids, man. It's these iPads. I just they, don't. They, they're they're not playing outside anymore. You know, I really believe. The 2004 and older, those, those kids right there, kids of a dying breed, dying generation. Oh, I tell you what, man. I tell you what. I'm not trying to sound like my dad because, you know, we still had PlayStations. We still had smartphones. We still had smart devices. Still have TV that you can watch anything on. But we still outside. went outside and played I baseball. loved outside, man. Dude, oh my I, I, I will tell you this. Actually, you know what? I have a story that I was going to share. I, I, I'll i have my own story. It will Let's be go. For that. Let's go. This is when the Braves really were really bad. Like that stretch from like 15 to 17. Um, actually, it was probably, I was even younger than that, actually. And they were still kind of, they, they were not, I mean, they were mediocre. It was the mediocre years and then the really bad years. So I was probably, I don't know, 11 or 12. Back when my dad um, used to work third shift. So it was just me and my mom and my dog at home. Julio Tehran. You remember Julio Tehran? He was a two-time all-star pitcher with the Braves. Okay. And he was starting that night. And I'll never forget this. I had a wiffle ball. I had a bat. And then I had one of those rubber balls. It wasn't really rubber. It's like styrofoam almost. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I have like a stairs outside my house in my front front yard. It's like stairs – um, and they're like right in the middle. They're like lined up evenly with the door, if that makes sense. Okay. So basically, you have the banisters and then the steps. I can use it as a strike zone because you come straight down out of my out of my front door on my house. So I went outside by myself. Keep in mind, I played a full nine inning game as Julio Tehran and the Atlanta Braves by myself. By myself, I dude. Love it. I had walks, I love it. strikeouts, hits errors like it was shit man it wasn't so bad i i you know i can make up something and make it sound really really good i don't remember (laughs) i know we won because obviously we're not gonna lose um what's so funny is is that my dad did this all the time growing up actually in the room that i'm recording this in right now we have uh we have a lot of memorabilia in this room a lot of braves memorabilia that my dad my dad mostly but i've also bought some stuff and collect some stuff as well but on this wall, which is right over the side of my computer, he has every National League team helmet, like batting helmet, from when he was a small child. He just bought him to Kmart. Got a few American League teams, too. 
but he would go and he would put them on and he would play games every single day by himself. Also, the only child, just as I am. So, got to be pretty imaginative when you're a little child. Pretty great. But yeah, that that that's what that story reminds me of because kind of just shows that these kids didn't get out in the yard and play by themselves with a tennis ball or go and play with their buddies or their siblings, which I never got to do, obviously, because I live out in the middle of nowhere and I'm the only <laughs> child. I'm only child, but um, I don't know. That's what that reminds me of. My story was going to be, and Connor, you can elaborate on this shortly, and we'll move on to everything else we got. Got a got an action-packed show today. Joey Votto, which this would have been now on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. obviously he um, He's done tore, for his, season. tore his rotator cuff or something. Something, something like messed up in his shoulder. He had yeah. surgery, whatever. So Joey's out for the rest of the year. So Joey – accepted he, he used the nomination for the Reds for the Roberto Clemente award this year and again if you'd like to go check this out we'll put the um, link down below he was on the Dan Patrick show um, earlier Thursday and explained all of this but and, and you probably seen on Twitter how he's hanging out in the crowd he told the full story I'll tell the story but if you want to hear it in Joey's words again we'll put the Dan Patrick interview down below but so he um he was accepting his Roberto Clemente nomination, had on a Roberto Clemente Pirates jersey when he accepted it. And he said that he didn't feel right in it. Obviously, the Reds and the Pirates, big NL Central rivals, right? So he also had a red 21, um, a Reds jersey, a Reds 21 jersey. He said, okay, he can wear a 21 because he's the Clemente nominee. So he said he had a red Sharpie, he also had a black Sharpie and said he was going to go out and he was going to sign both of those jerseys and give them away. So he goes and he does that, and then he goes, you know what, I've never watched a game from the stands. So he said he went up to the 300 section and watched it. He goes out to the left field bleachers and watches it. He goes down the home plate and watches some, and then he goes out the right field, and he goes, people were looking at him like, man, you look a lot like Joey Votto. He goes, a lot of the Red Sox fans, because they were playing the Red Sox, he goes, a lot of the Red Sox fans were like, you're in my seat. He goes, and then he goes, by the time I made it out the right field, he goes, a lot of people just kind of knew that it was me. He goes, but it was just cool because I was able to let my guard down. I was able to interact with the fans. He goes, it wasn't just me smiling for a picture, signing an autograph, smiling for a picture, signing an autograph. He goes, I got to interact with these fans. He goes, I didn't get to go to many baseball games growing up. So it was very cool to see that. Man, dude, that doesn't make you a fan of Joey Votto. I love the guy. What's going to make you a fan of him, man? I've never been a big fan of him, to be quite honest, but – a lot of the stuff that's happened this year really changed my perspective on him. Like when they mic'd him up and he was joking with the announcers in the middle of the play. Yeah. He's talking to Ozzy Albies in the middle of the play. Um, like when he gets – he's gotten ejected out of games before. People have come across the country to see him play. He'll write notes to them and give them stuff. And then with that, I mean, Joey Vado's got a newfound fan out of me, to be quite honest. <laughs> I've never liked him because he's been good and he's always kind of – but it heads with my Braves, but right. now, now uh, to be, you know, what is he, 39 years old, um, to be on his last leg of being in the game, got to be a fan of him. Got to yeah, be a fan he's, of him. he's a tremendous guy, man. I mean, the game, and I, I honestly think the game and the world itself needs more people like him. He's just, he's, he just seems like such a genuine person. Oh, I agree. I agree. And, I, dude, you, like, hopefully one day I'll be a famous play-by-play guy. Like, that's my goal. And if I ever get that big, I've always wanted to be like, I'm going to be the same guy I am right now, right? You know, like, that's how I've always wanted to be. You never want to do anybody. And I think anybody, you, Connor, me, anybody, that's kind of your mindset. I think people get big-headed and arrogant. But 
I don't know. That's what makes you like athletes like your Lamar Jacksons, mm -hmm. like your Jim Tomies, like your Steve Smith seniors, because I've had personal reactions with Steve Smith. That's what makes you like those guys, because they're not yeah. arrogant. And you can tell, and you, and you see it when it happens. All right, moving on to our what we got in the show. First off, we're going to start off with upset alert in college football. Then we're going to ask a very good question, which I still have yet to come up with an answer, and I asked it about four or five hours ago, and I made this. Who is the only team, who will be the only team to challenge the Bills right now in the NFL, if there is a team, I guess. NBA season preview. I had not gotten into too much NBA stuff. Now, I want to talk a little NBA. We're going to predict our NBA champion as well as our MVP prediction for this upcoming year. Who will be the surprise star of the MLB postseason? We've touched on this with some guys, but we haven't fully dove into it. I want to dive into it tonight. And then I wrote it as who is just the GOAT, but for purposes of, of Connor and I, who is the NFL offensive and defensive GOAT? So once okay. we get down there, we'll go offense and defense. All right, you know, that's a good question. Upset alert for college football. Who's on upset alert this weekend? Well, top 25, we've went through them. We went through them last week. It was a bit redundant of going through them. So Andy Klein, who is, again, doing a great job of being our producer and also going through and editing our rundowns for us, putting in a lot of stats, He's taking the pleasure of putting in every top 25 matchup and highlighting the ones that he thinks should be on upset alert. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to potentially, I'm, I'm going to go over and talk about some of the bigger games. And I'm also going to say teams that I think will be on upset alert. The biggest one I'm looking at right now, number five Clemson at Wake Forest. I think Wake Forest wins the football game. I, I really do. I said that on the podcast the other day. I think Wake Forest, I think the Demon Deacons pull that one out. It would be an upset considering Wake Forest is number 21st in the country. Clemson is ranked number fifth, ranked fifth, I should say. That's a 12 o'clock game. Moving elsewhere, Arkansas, Texas A&M. That's a battle of middle of the pack, Connor. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't really know how I feel about that game. Obviously, A&M was upset by App State. A&M didn't really play that well against Sam Houston State to begin the year. And then you got Arkansas, who really, really struggled with an FCS opponent last weekend as well. You got your college game day game, as well as it'll be your 330 CBS game. Tennessee and Florida, that one will be played. Where is it? It's, it's in Tennessee at Neyland mm -hmm. Stadium. So that's going to be an interesting game. Connor, who who you riding with on that? Because that that's one for me. I don't know. I, you know, uh, for, for me, dude, the, <clears throat> um, one of my, honestly, one of my roommates from college, Mikey T shout out Mikey T. Uh, he's a, he's an avid listener of this. Um, he's also an avid Florida fan. Yeah, Love him I, to death, and, but I can't understand Florida. But well, that's where I was getting at is uh, I'm not riding with Florida. So I hope he knows this. Um, Florida shall fall. You just leaked course him. Um, yeah, yeah, I did. I, I pulled a Gordon Ramsey on him right there. Did you know that there were, um, if I saw this stat correctly, and let me pull it up. I was scrolling through Twitter earlier today. There are three teams in the FBS without a passing touchdown. Hawaii, South Florida, and Florida. Hawaii with 722 passing yards without a passing touchdown. And they also played Big Zero. So they've played three games so far. South Florida with 507 passing yards, and then Florida with 423 passing yards. So everybody wants to talk about Anthony Richardson and how he's the savior. He hasn't even thrown a passing touchdown yet. And everybody talks about that great play that he made with the pump fake against Utah. That was actually a two-point conversion. Yeah. I mean, it's still nasty, though. I'm not going to lie. I mean, pump fake into a spin move. But, but dude, I will say, how, it's, it's through two weeks, and he's only thrown 423 yards. I mean that that was as a team. That was as a team. So I don't even know if he's thrown 423 yards. 
Again, I haven't looked at his statistics, but that was all right. That was so, so now it's even more that I have to say this: Florida is not winning against. Yeah, I, I'm rocking. I'm rocking with the Vols. Um, Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker is is a very good quarterback. Been very impressed with him over the past two years. So I think Tennessee is just becoming an absolute powerhouse. Good that people, old dude. I mean, people people need to start realizing it. Tennessee has as a Georgia fan. As a Georgia fan, I can't stand either one of them. I just can't stand Florida a little bit more. Plus, right. I don't think Florida's as good as Tennessee. But Tennessee's the much better state anyway, so it makes it easier, again, to rock with the Vols. Um, looking elsewhere, an interesting game for me, 10-30 game, number 13, Utah travels in Arizona State. Now, you're probably going, well, Brett, why is it such an interesting game? Arizona State just fired Herm Edwards. So it's kind of like how we talked about last week with Nebraska firing of Scott Frost. Obviously, Nebraska got blown off the page by Ohio State. You look at Arizona State, they're going to be playing at the crib against Utah. How are they responding here, Jill? How are they responding against number 13, Utah? Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I don't. I haven't seen a lot of Arizona State. I'm not too sure what they're about this year. Um, not about much if they just fired their head coach. That should tell you everything you need to know. Arizona State did? Yeah, they just fired Herm Edwards, yeah. Oh, right, right, her members. Yeah, they're probably not going to win. Yeah, yeah that, that's the answer I was expecting. I just kind of want to bring that up. Um, <laughs> number 15, Oregon and Washington State. Big-time statement game for Bo Nix. He's got to show that the BYU game was not a fluke. I, I think that's the big thing for him. Yeah. Baylor goes to Iowa State. All right, I don't know if he listens too much or not. My roommate this summer, he was a co-worker for the Rafters. Dan, big, dirty Daniel Meir, he goes to Iowa State. He is a cyclone, and just for that upset pick of the week, I'm going Iowa State over Baylor. Um, I love that, though. I love that pick. That's my dog, Dan, Daniel. He's a, he's, actually, Dan. he's a big Ohio State fan, too, which doesn't really correlate, but he goes to Iowa State. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of I'm kind of putting him on blast right now, but he does have a reason. He he's been an Ohio State fan like all his life, oh, and okay. then he just went to Iowa State, so okay. it does okay. make sense. Okay. And at least they're not in the same conference. Iowa That's State's true. in the Big Twelve. Ohio State's in the Big Ten. There'd, so there'd definitely be a big issue problem. there. Um, then I think our, our really our, our only other game to really look at are two other games: Washington and Stanford. I think Washington beat Stanford, but I will say this, Jill. I think it's a big-time game for Stanford because their their head coach is kind of in some – David Shaw, he's kind of in some murky water right now. Yeah, he's in the Stanford, hot seat. Stanford's a good good program historically, and they've kind of struggled over the past year and a half. Yeah, he's definitely in the hot seat. Um, but, dude, you know what game I'm looking forward to watching? What we got? Texas and Texas Tech. I was going with that. I was going I, with that next. I, every year, this is one of my favorite matchups. These two teams absolutely hate each other, dude. I love it, dude. Did you they know what I saw today? Do you know what I seen today? What'd you see? Quinn, yours is going to suit up and travel to Lubbock with the team. Uh-oh. Will he play? I hope so. Will he play? Dude, I'm a big Quinn, yours fan. My man's is rocking out with the mullet. Like, he, he was throwing dimes. Against um, against Alabama, like I'm rocking with Quinn Ewers, dude. I'm rocking with Quinn Ewers. Um, so it says per Sark, obviously Steve Sarkson, Quinn Ewers will suit up and make the trip to Lubbock for the Texas Tech game. Nothing else beyond that. That's just for right now. 
dude, I, I, I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm pumped. I want to see him play in that game. I want to see him beat Texas Tech. I think that would be sick. And I know technically Texas is ranked and Texas Tech is not. I feel like it would be upset if Texas won, though. Like, yeah, it really would love be. It. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it would be. Because, dude, Texas Tech always plays well at home. Right. But especially right. when they play Texas, they, like, bring their game to a whole nother level. So, realistically, Texas has more to prove going there than what right, Texas Joe, Tech does. What's your, what's your upset pick of the week? What are we rocking with? After all those we kind of highlighted. I, I'm i going to go with you with Wake Forest against Clemson. Yeah. I think that's upset of the week right there. I, I think that I'm – just to be different, because I've already said that. By the way, Texas is a touchdown favorite over Texas Tech. I think that's a big line, to be quite honest. But Texas is the favorite. But like I said, just going into Lubbock, not knowing if Quinn Ewers is going to play, you feel like Texas is almost underdog in that game. Um, yeah, I'm rocking my upset of the week. I'm going to Iowa State over Baylor. I think Baylor's played some inconsistent football to start the year. They played good at times. They played mediocre at times. They played bad at times. And Iowa State's shown, I mean, not that they're the same team that they could go and compete for a Big 12 championship by any means, but I do think that Iowa State can go out there and I, and I think they can compete with Baylor. In fact, Iowa State is actually a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Iowa State is 3-0, and and Baylor's 2-1. and So if we're going by rankings, it'd be an upset for Iowa State. Going by the line, Iowa State is the favorite. But nonetheless, I'm rocking with Iowa State at home. Shout out. One of my best friends in life and my former roommate, Daniel Mir. All right. Big, we got a lot of stuff to talk about NBA-wise. I think when you look at your MVP favorites, Giannis, Nikola Jokic, Embiid, Antetokounmpo, Doncic, Devin Booker are, are obviously guys. As well as you look at Curry, Tatum, Morant, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron, Trey Young, Jimmy Butler, all those names kind of come to mind. And then when you look at championship favorites, I think it's all over the place this year. Very wide open. I mean, you got the Bucks, your champions from a few years ago. I think the Heat, you know, very, very strong contender in the East as well. Um, you know, looking at the West, the Nuggets could very well make a run this year. Um, mm. The Suns could make a run this year. Uh, I mean, the Celtics could make a run this year in the East again. You got your defending champion in the Warriors. Um, I, I think it's kind of all over the place, the spectrum, and I, I really like where the NBA is at right now. Yeah, it's not where it was at five years ago to where you could pretty much say, all right, whoever LeBron's playing for in the Warriors, they're going to be in They're going to be in the, in the championship. Uh, I love the that the state of our game is at right now to where, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the Bucks, the Heat, the, the, the Celtics, the, you know, even the Hawks, really. Um, and those are just four teams that come to mind. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw any of those four teams win these. Look at the West. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the Suns. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the Warriors. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, there's a plethora of teams. You can go down the list in the West. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we saw the Lakers or the Clippers or even the Mavericks. Honestly, yeah. go out of the West. I, I mean, I, I love you that you brought of, up. You got a lot of, a lot of open, open space there. Yeah, I love the fact that you brought up where the state of the game is, dude. I've been talking about that for so long. Like, the game of the – the state of NBA is in like the best hands it's been in, in like a decade. I mean, you have a plethora of unreal talent coming up. Young talent too. Young yes. talent. And let's not forget that there is a chance that the NBA changes over the ruling for having uh, players go through a year of college before getting yeah. drafted. They might change it back to where they could get drafted out of high school. Cause these kids are so dang good now coming out of Dude, high school. Mikey Williams. Why does Mikey Williams have to go play a year of college basketball? He shouldn't Come have on, to. Man. 
Why does, why does, and I know Bronny, some people just say, well, P only gets what he gets because of his daddy's name. Bronny's a really good basketball player. Watch, watch that young man. Watch, watch his tape. Bronny's a very, very good He's basketball player. He's very smart, too. I mean, come on, man. Who's his, who's his pops? Come exactly. On, so and, and, I, I'm with you, Jill. I think the NBA is taking a very much so different trajectory to Major League Baseball as far as talent goes, as far as parity goes, as far as the way the game's going. I think NBA is starting to grow well, again. Well, because here's here's why it is. It's because now you don't have a difference in your your fives compared to your ones now. I mean, it's everyone, almost positionless basketball. It is. Everyone's but, learning how to be able to play everything. Then you got guys like Giannis, and you got guys like Embiid. You got guys like Jokic. Um, you know, you, you got you got guys like your even your Ben Simmons when he's when he's on his game. Okay, people's not gonna like that. But you even got those guys. You even got guys like AD. They can stretch it out, right? But they yeah. can still play back to the basket basketball. Yeah, I right? mean it's they can it's, still play down low. Yeah, it's 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 oh, uh, it gets me so hyped for the season. So who are we going with? <clears throat> First, we'll go with MVP prediction. Are you gonna go with one of the many names that I dropped? Or are we going somewhere just off the wall? No, I'm gonna go with one that you dropped. <clears throat> All right, who and um, so this is because the way that he has progressed the last few years. He had a really good upside last year. Um, actually, I don't think this is one that you dropped. So um, he he actually increased his point total by 8.1 points in okay. one season. And he is one of the most electric players in the league right now. And, yes, he doesn't have a lot of support, unlike the Celtics, where I was initially going to say Tatum for MVP, which I still think is very plausible because the way he's improving right. year by year and he's just getting better and better. He's like, he's like another Kobe, but you know, RIP to Kobe. Love that man. Um, he's, he's literally becoming another Kobe in our, in front of our eyes, but here is my for real MVP prediction. If he improves the way I hope he does. Ja Morant, I think oh. has a shot at MVP. I love Jaw, dude. Jaw is from South Carolina, so I've been rocking with Jaw for a while, a while, man. He's so fun to watch. He he got kind of wild on me on social media this year. Not gonna lie, in the off season, but I'm uh I'm rocking with Jaw, man. I think he's coming yeah. in with a different mentality. I think yeah. he's coming in with that killer mentality. After winning most improved, I uh yeah or or yeah he did win most improved. After mm-hmm. winning most improved, I, I don't like it. I mean, I don't not like it. Like I like it. I'm a, I'm a yeah. big fan of. It. I'm going with another point guard. Okay. Um, we haven't seen too many point guards win MVP in, in recent years. Um, kind of moving towards that three four range. We haven't seen, if I'm not mistaken, we haven't seen a point guard win MVP since Steph won it in, in uh, fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, you're right because it's been uh, Jokic has won it twice. Yeah. And uh, Giannis won it. Giannis won MVP. Um, so yeah, you know this is going to be an interesting pick. Um, some people have picked him in the, in the past years. I think this is the year where KEE breaks out. Um, I'm going with that young man from uh, from Atlanta, Trey Young. That's who I'm going with. I think Ice Trey. I think he gets it done. Um, you know, he's he's averaging 28, 29 points. I think the biggest thing for him is, you know, he he's been up there in assist, um, leading assists, but he's really got to make those dimes count this year. And I and what I mean is. Yeah, he can average 10, 11, 12 assists a game, but he's got to make those meaningful dimes. He's got to make those 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 playmaking dimes. And I think for for Trey, playing with DeJounte Murray this year, still playing, you know, still got John Collins, still got Clint Capella in your front court. Um, it's a very good basketball team. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the I think the Hawks, 
I think the Hawks should be a team that you need I, to watch. I will for. say, I will say, the one person that you mentioned that I think is still very underrated in this league is DeJounte Murray. DeJounte is very underrated. I, I, but I think playing in Atlanta, he's just going to flourish this year, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing for Trey outside of his assist is, um, you know, he has those stretches where he gets super hot, but then he goes super cold. Yeah, well, that's what hurt him last year, man. That's yeah. what hurt DeMar DeRozan last year. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan was my MVP at the All-Star break, and he just felt cold in the second half. Yeah. I would tell you a guy that – um, and, again, people are going to say this just because I like him, but – I. I got two sleeper MVP picks. Okay. 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 Two you give me MVP your two. Picks. I'll give you my two. Tyler Hero. Very sleeper. Mm-hmm. Very much so sleep. He was six man of the year last year. So he's got a lot of him. If he wins MVP this year, he'll also win MIP. Then we'll go on my favorite player in the NBA. But I think he's got a serious shot as a sleeper now. LaMelo Ball. Ooh, I, I love that. I that's, love that's all I'm that. If you notice, I am a big dude in real life, but I love my guard play. So I'm I'm a big guard, um, big big on guard playing NBA. So I, I I I'm really thinking even if Trey, even if you know Ja, even if Lamelo or Tyler Hero or Steph or whoever else, if if they don't win it, I still think somehow some way a guard's going to win MVP this year. Yeah, I think I think it's about time too. Who's I mean, our Who's our two sleeper picks? For so for, for me, um, I'm gonna go back to the Heat. With you, I'm gonna follow you up with another Heat player. All right, you might be able to guess who it is. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Banks Butler. I like it. All right, just because I mean, there's been years where he's proven that he's one of the elite players in the league, but I think this year for the Heat to get where they this need is gonna to go, be one of his final final years in his prime too. Yes, by the way. he's got to make this year count. Yeah, right? and if he does, oh baby, watch he out. could win a championship. He could. He he literally him and Tyler Hero led the Heat to that. Who is your who is your who's your other sleeper pick? So the other sleeper pick, all right, <clears throat> goes out in the West. Okay. Okay. All the way in the West. All the way in the West. Okay. Sacramento Kings. No. Hold up. This no. is another guard. Oh, I know who it is. We all know who it is. You might as well say his name. Really. We know the Aaron Fox. Yeah, we know. We know. He he that, improved a lot. He improved a lot last year. I don't did. think that. And that's not crazy to say. That's not crazy. It's not. And but I mean, he's got to have more guys around him to really show off what he can yeah. do. Or um, or it may help that he's just him out there playing. Um, him and he, Sabonis, baby. Him and Sabonis. You never know. You never know. All right, finals predictions. I still want Sabonis. We're gonna make a. We're gonna make a lot of people mad on this. One. I want Sabonis back. We're gonna we're gonna shock a lot of people Sorry. with this. We're gonna shock a lot of people with this. Okay. Okay. I don't like this got? pick. I don't like this pick. What you got for me? Out of the East. I. We're gonna have the Philadelphia 76. I don't think that's crazy. Oh, that's not crazy. Out of the West. Out of the West. Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker is gonna have himself a year, ladies and gentlemen. I will say the only Sixers Suns. Sixers Suns. I like it. I like it, but I Suns will say. Suns in seven. Ooh, That's what I'm rocking with. That's what I'm rocking with. Well, see, if the Suns do get there, I don't think it's going to be seven. I think the Suns one in five because they would be absolutely hungry because they got – So, are you, saying, are you saying Phoenix is going to win the championship? What's your prediction? So, what I'm going to say before I give my picks is that uh, 
it was obvious that when Chris Paul was out, the Suns were not the same. Let's just right. put that up. I agree. That's um, obvious. Yeah. But that's because Chris Paul is one of the best point guards of all time. So we'll, mm-hmm. we won't we won't go too deep in that. Um, out of the out of the East, out of the East, I have the Celtics. Uh, they still have that group. They're still young. They're still hungry. And crazy enough, I don't know how the Celtics did it, but they managed to get a good group of guys in that are actually. They're not going to have their coach for the whole season, though. Just announced while we've been in the middle of recording this podcast. Where, where's Brad? No, no, Brad's their GM now. Emi uh, oh. Udoka, he was suspended for violating team rules. Now, we all know why that is. Um, and if you don't, go to Twitter. Uh, this is a PG podcast, and I'm going to keep it that way on here. So we're going Celtics out of the East. Okay. So Celtics out of the East, and then out of the West. The Houston Rockets. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Nope. Nope. No. The Rockets are going to no. no, the Rockets ain't even going to win 30 games. I, um, um, I want you to try to guess. Okay. He is one of the best passers in the league. Can shoot three and can play down low. We're talking a team. Yeah, but he's on this team. This will give you the hand of the team. A Lakers? So, no. One of the best passers in the league. Can shoot a three, can body it up down low, can get you boards. The Mavs. No, Denver Nuggets. Oh, we're, we're talking Nicola. All right, so we got, we got Nuggets and Celtics. And Celtics. I like that. I like that. All right, who, who are we going with? I think if it gets to that, I think Jokic <laughs> dominates the, the series, and I think Nuggets pull out a seven-game win. I think they win the ship at seven. So you got, so you got Nuggets and – Celtics. Celtics, and Nuggets you're saying Nuggets and seven. Nuggets and seven. All right, we got those written down in my notes on my phone. So whoever, we need to put something on that. We we, we need to put something on that. Whoever I don't know, whoever wins wins something. We'll figure that out later. Yeah. All right, you must be outside your mind, Jill. Who, if any, is going to be the team to challenge the Bills right now in the NFL? Two of those teams in the NFL besides the Bills, Dolphins, Chiefs, Eagles, Giants, Buccaneers. Uh, the only one that I think could actually challenge them would be the Chiefs. And I'm gonna be honest, I didn't even think I didn't even think the Chiefs would be that good this year. Um That's crazy. I, I really didn't. As long as you got number fifteen playing quarterback, I I, I think the Obviously, Chiefs, the Chiefs yeah, are gonna be clearly, good. clearly yeah. they can do pretty much anything. As long as you got Patty Mahomes. Yeah, and that's that's the only reason he is the only reason I think the Chiefs could challenge the Bills. Yeah, I'm 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 with you. Um, I will say though, Dolphins, they they showed me something. They showed me something coming back against the Ravens the way they did. Um, they, yeah, I, they, st- I still don't know how that happened. They they showed me something. I I think Tua, playing with those weapons he's got, he feels like he's almost back at Alabama. Obviously, he did play with Wild Alabama. But now having Tyreek Hill is almost his NFL version of having Devontae Smith. Um, I don't know. I, I'm i starting to believe in the Dolphins a little bit, man. I've never been the biggest Tua fan, but I don't know. It seems like he's coming. I'll tell you what. Year. I really am starting to believe in the Eagles. Yeah, no. I, I don't know, man. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> J- and I'm a big – don't get me wrong when I say this, because I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. I always have been. I really, I really enjoyed watching him in Alabama, even though he broke my heart a few times. I really enjoyed his year at Oklahoma. I feel like that was a big development for him. And if he wouldn't have went to Oklahoma, he wouldn't even be in the NFL right now. So yeah. I feel I'm a big fan of Jalen. But it just seems like 
Jalen is very inconsistent, and I think that we can't get hung up on his two and zero start. He's gotta, he's gotta, he's gotta show it to us for the rest of the year. Like I said, I'm a big Jalen fan. Well, um, so I wasn't. Necessarily- but I will say this before you go into it. I think the Bills are going to win a Super Bowl. I think Josh is going to win MVP. I've said that. Don't be surprised if the Ravens are the team that challenges them in the AFC, though. I'm telling I, you. I can see that. Lamar played on his contract year. He's um he's coming different. He wants to get paid. He wants to get paid. He's Lamar has shown me something different in him every single year, and he continues to improve. And um, he continues to impress me. He's he's he, I hate to say it because people know how critical I used to be of him, especially at Louisville. I'm starting to become a big fan, like like fan enough where I would wear a Lamar jersey. Like I really yeah. am. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I love who he is as a person. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh. And the dude on the field, he just he's so magical. Lamar just has to when you get in these big games and these big moments, he's got to learn how to throw the football in these big moments. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he can't throw the football. He he's proven he can't. I'm not saying he can't. I'm saying in these big moments, you yeah. can't depend on your you can't depend on your legs. You you got to be able to throw the football because yeah. great defenses are going to scheme against the quarterback running, but sometimes great defenses, despite how great they are, they're not going to be able to scheme against a really elite quarterback yeah. throwing the football. And, I mean, and just I'll, look at look at Pat Mahomes in his playoff run when the Chiefs won a few years ago. They played against that 49er secondary. Pat still tore them up in the Super Bowl. So, yeah. and and that takes me back to like my Eagles point is I wasn't necessarily talking about Jalen. I was okay. talking about their defense, dude. Their defense, defense is, is looking really mm-hmm. good. And and Darius Slay is making a case for best cornerback in the league right now. I think I don't think that I think he's better than Jalen Ramsey. Oh, for sure. He's I making mean, I, a case. Yeah. I'm not gonna call him the best right now, but he's making a case for it. I think I think Darius is better than Jalen Ramsey. I yes. think Darius has been underrated for many, many years going back to his Detroit days. Yeah. And opinion. I still think people should stop saying that Tavon Diggs is the best cornerback in the league. I they need to stop saying it. Why? Who cares if he got the most interceptions? He gave up the most passing yards by any cornerback in the league. He has made some plays though, Joe, to start the year. Trayvon, Trayvon's not bad, man. I'm telling you. He he, he's I I just want to see him he didn't play good last year, but he's made if you if you watch Cowboys play through two weeks, he hasn't played bad football this year. I'll tell you what, I will watch the Cowboys this weekend. I'm telling you I haven't watched them yet. I, I will take your word for it. I'll watch him this weekend, but I will and say. And I'm not one to defend him either because he played terrible last year despite yeah. having 11 uh, interceptions, whatever he yeah. had. But he's he's played he's played far as being a cornerback. He's played much better this year. All right. Okay. Am I tweaking or keeping it on an NFL level? Who's your NFL GOAT? And we're not going to go just one. We're going to go offense, defense. Just a little hint, guys, before we get into this. Connor and I will be putting out some shows, some evergreen-like shows, coming next week of our all-time NFL teams, all-time NBA teams, all-time MLB teams, maybe some other topics we might cover. Just it might not be those exact ideas, but it's going to be ideas that kind of fall under that umbrella. So this is kind of just giving you a hint, a little taste of what full episodes might be with that. All right, Joe, who are we going all-time offensive goat? And, again, I know what people say. You can't compare what a wide receiver does to a quarterback, to a running back, to a tight end, even an offensive lineman. But when you look at offense as a whole, who is one player that has done their job better than anybody else in the history of the game, offensively, in your opinion? Peyton Manning. Easily. Why? Because they don't call him the sheriff for nothing. Two, he changed the way that quarterbacks play the game and think about the game. Right. Three, 
this man never went up a defense that he wasn't prepared for. Yeah, he had his off games for sure. He did. But I guarantee you there was never a doubt in his mind or his team's mind that he knew a way to control the game. Plus, let's not forget in his final season, I'm, I'm final season, he broke the passing touchdown record. No, 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 no. No, that was second, in his second No, that was in um twenty thirteen. It was in 2013, so that was his, his last year was in 15, so he broke it out in 2013. But still, for him to do that at that age is unreal. Um, I mean, he's he's gone at from the Colts to Denver. I mean, every each team that he went to, he elevated them, elevated them to new heights. For he sure. turned he turned wide receivers that were decent and good to either good and great. Um, you know, he he turned. Oh my God, I mean, he turned. Turned uh, Dallas Clark into borderline Hall of Famer. Oh my gosh, dude! Yeah. Listen, Dallas Clark has some insane one-handed catch catches in his career, and he elevated Demarius Thomas to a good wide receiver. That's rest in I peace, did. rest in peace, Demarius Thomas. But he elevated Demarius to a good a wide lead. receiver to a Pro Bowl All Pro type yes. wide receiver. And, I agree. And him and Marvin Harrison were one of the most prolific dynamic duos. I mean, Reggie Marvin was that him. guy. Marvin was that guy before he before Peyton got to Indy, but. I mean, he made Marvin, I think, the best wide receiver at one point in the NFL. Yeah. Um, can't Reggie forget about Reggie Wayne. Yeah. Um, heck, he even made Pierre Garçon look good. Dude. You're not lying. Come on. You're not lying. You know how hard that is? <laughs> <laughs> Hank, um, what was his name? Hank, what was it? Is it Hank Basket? Sounds right. What am I thinking about? Think about somebody else. Uh, Get, give me a oh, hint. Who Austin Collie. Poor guy. Dude, if he wouldn't have got all those concussions, I mean, he, he him and Peyton had a connection. But to I your did. point, to your point, I, 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 I'm following what you're saying, how he elevated guys' play. And I think nobody could ever argue Peyton's definitely the smartest player, offense or defense, to ever play a game of football. I don't think anybody could argue that. For me, I'm a little torn. And you guys will notice I'll have two for each side of the ball. Um, I'm torn here offensively, though. Okay. And neither one of them are quarterback, okay? All right. Well, hang on. Let me give you my second one for offense, and then you can tell me if, like, he he was part of that. Okay. okay. My second one for offense is Randy Moss. Okay. I'll take over from there because he was one of them. Uh, what, what Randy did at the wide receiver position, nobody will ever do again. Nobody will ever be that fast, that physical, that big, and have the longevity that he had. Because Randy played from 98 to 2012 – and I know people say, well, Jerry Rice played from 1980 to 2004 or however long Jerry played. Yeah, but Jerry fell off in his career. There were years in his career that he wasn't as good. And same thing can be said for Randy. But when Randy was on, there was nobody, nobody that could cover him. There were still games when Jerry Rice played that Deion Sanders locked him down. There were still games that Jerry went out there, and depending on who his quarterback was, he didn't get his touches. And, yeah, I know Randy had – he had down years when he played in Oakland those few years. But when Randy made Randall Cunningham an all-pro quarterback, when Randy made Dante Culpepper look the way he did, when Randy went and he took Tom Brady from being a good quarterback to the quarterback that we know now, when he went, he still played with Brett Favre in Minnesota, and him and Brett still had an okay run together. When Randy went and played Colin Kaepernick, in the 49ers Super Bowl run in 2012, he was still an intricate part of that football team in his final year of playing in the NFL. 
Mm-hmm. People forget about that, man. Like, yeah. Randy Moss is by far, in my opinion, the greatest wide receiver to play the game of football. That's no disrespect to Jerry or Jerry Rice or anybody else. That's just my opinion. No, Other guy right. I got, GOAT, GOAT running back, Barry Sanders. I, I, I think that the way Barry played the game, for one, you can't help but respect, but Barry Sanders did stuff on the football field that nobody's done to this day and nobody will ever do. All right, defense, quickly. I'm rocking out with two as well. Who you got? No, so, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. So my two, one is a linebacker, one is a safety. Okay. Okay. So GOAT linebacker, Ray Lewis. I like it. I love it, actually. Hands down. I love it. I don't think that's even – you don't even need to define why. I mean, he's smart. He's fast. He's physical. Physical. We know where he is. And then safety-wise, okay, I think you could either go – wait, no. Ronnie – no, Ronnie Lott was a cornerback. No, he was a safety. Okay, yeah. So, I I would go either Ronnie Lott or um, (laughs) – some people might not think of this, um, but I'm torn between either Ed Reed or Troy Polamalu. I think Troy Polamalu brought a lot to the game, but I, I think you have to go Ed Reed just because the way he was so – he was able to hawk down footballs. There's a debate there. Ed Reed, Troy Polamalu, I go Ed Reed every day of the week. Every day of the week. Every day of the week. You know, dude, Sean Taylor as well. Sean T, man, his career obviously got cut short due to tragedy, but if you go back and watch what Sean did, his instincts on football field, I think Sean would have been – I think you could have made the argument – if Sean would have played and, and finished out his career, then, you know, obviously before his, his life was taken tragically, I think that Sean would have been the greatest defender of all time. I, I truly believe that. Um, yeah. There was I mean, a game was, was in 2007. Physical. There was a game in 2007. Washington was playing in Green Bay at Lambeau Field. He picked off Brett Favre three times in a game, and he dropped like four other interceptions. Yeah. I mean, really, realistically, the guy could have had five interceptions in a game against Brett Favre. And let's I, not forget his hit in the Pro Bowl. On that punter, dude, that was nasty. That was nasty. All right, I'm rocking with two guys, two of my favorite players of all time, two guys that I never even got to watch, to be quite okay. honest. But okay. I don't, I don't think, I don't think anybody's greater than these guys. For one, Reggie White. Yes. Reggie White has the greatest defensive drive in the NFL history. It was in the Super Bowl. The Packers beat the Patriots in. Reggie White first defensive drive of the second half for the Packers. He sacks Drew Bledsoe three straight plays. Those was only three sacks in the whole game, but he sacks him on three straight plays. Reggie White could get to the quarterback whenever he wanted to. He, he really could have. He, he did. Mm-hmm. Reggie White once played in a playoff game with a broke broke wrist, played with a club on against 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 the Cowboys, against the Cowboys. He went out there and had two sacks. Come on, yeah. man. Come on, yeah. man. Unreal. Reggie, Reggie White's the greatest. I, and I know people like to talk. They like to talk Aaron Donald now, which I do think is the best player in the NFL at this very moment. I don't disagree with that. People like to talk Lawrence, Taylor Lawrence. Taylor was a defender who won MVP. I understand how he's in that debate. But for me, Reggie White's he's he's the greatest pass rusher of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Cornerback. Okay. We already know. We we yeah. already know. Who's my yeah. favorite athlete of all time? Come on now. Prime time. Yeah, we already know where I'm going there. There's not a wide receiver that Dion couldn't cover and that he wouldn't cover. Okay. Um I don't I, I would I, I will say this. I would love to see Prime, Randy Moss, go up against Prime, Deion Sanders. Um, that would have been a heck of a matchup. I, I would have loved to see Because people talk about how Darrell Revis held Randy to like three catches for 51 yards. Okay. Okay. 
I, I would, I mean, he was having an off game. There was also games when Randy would go out there and play the Jets and torture for like 200 yards. Yeah. People don't want to talk about that, though. Yeah. Um, so all I'm going to say there is that I would love to see prime Dion, like Dion in his last years in Atlanta, in his Cowboy years. Um, I would have loved to see him go against a Vikings Randy Moss because I really yes. feel like Randy had lost a step when he went to New England, but he was still good, still mm-hmm. great, obviously. But like Vikings Randy Moss, I'd love yeah, to see. Yeah, unreal, dude. I like how we went uh, like four different levels of the defense there for our goats. I like that. Yeah, another underrated one, and again, I'm a big Panthers fan. Luke Keekley. I love him. I love him, dude. Luke Keekley, and he only played eight seasons, so he's going to be yeah. not in anybody's talks. Dude. But I think besides Ray Lewis, he's the greatest middle line. Jelly, we're finishing out the week. Um, we went through, you know, everything we've had on the slate. I think it was a very good episode. As always, you know how we finish. Hot take. What is your – give us your hottest take yet as we finish episode nine in week number two of the World's Would Rather Be podcast. My hottest take? Dude, hottest take yet. Well, people really don't like my hot take. I need it. That's, we need it. We need it to be I, spicy. I, I will say this. I truthfully think – I, I said this earlier in the week. I'm going to stick with it. I truthfully think as poorly as the Colts have played, which let me put this into perspective for everyone. Our special teams is the highest ranked part of our game right now. We're ranked 13th with special teams. Everything else is 32nd. And I forget we had something in the like 17th, but I don't even know what it is. Probably our water boys. Who knows? But I think the Colts beat the Chiefs. And that's and it's only going to be if Darius is back. Hopefully he plays. If he doesn't, we don't. And if he doesn't, here's my other hot take for you. Okay. <clears throat> Grab your seat because I think Jalen Hurts. No, I'm not going to say Jalen Hurts. Man. Oh, no, boy, no, this- no, let's go Jalen Hurts. Let's go Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts breaks an NFL record this weekend. Okay. I, I think I think Jalen Hurts throws for at least 350. I think he he rushes for 120, joins Lamar as the only two quarterbacks to do it. But I also think Jalen probably throws for uh, four tutties. I like it. All right, my hot take. All right, usually quarterback wins MVP. I've already picked Josh Allen win MVP. I'm rocking with that. I'm rocking with that prediction, right? But usually, what has happened in the past few years, your best quarterback has won MVP, and then a very good offensive player, whether it be Cooper Cup last year, whether it be Derrick Henry the year before, has won offensive player here. I think you're going to have two quarterbacks win MVP and offensive player. I, I, I'm sticking with Josh for MVP. I don't think anybody disagrees with that right now. I think Lamar Jackson is going to win Offensive Player of the Year. And I, I think it. I think we have the closest MVP race in history. Yes. Hope yeah. you guys have a great weekend. Hope you watch some college football, NFL football. Keep up with these Major League Baseball playoff races. Um, you know, get ramped up for the NBA. I know we haven't talked about it too much. NASCAR is going into the second round of the playoffs this weekend, so I'll be very interested in that as well. So we got an action-packed weekend full of sports. Um, who is it? Uh, Rafael Nadal is making yeah. his uh, final appearance as a tennis player. Um, Pujols still chasing 700. Judge is still chasing his historic home runs, I should say. 
um, in 61 and 62. So a lot going on in sports right now. Um, it truly is. Where else would you rather be? Um, it's a great time to be an American sports fan. So as always, Jill. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Peace and love, everybody. And where else would you rather be? Oh, you beat me to it. But nowhere. I, I had to. Why? I had why? to. I why had do to. we not want to be anywhere else? Because we love it here. We freaking love it here. Let's baby. go. Yeah, let's, let's go. go.